Let me get this straight. Your dinner <laughs> is going to be pimento cheese sa- sa- sandwiches and scallops yeah. with a greasy yes. cheeseburger. Absolutely. <laughs> this, is or most, this is the most wild cornucopia of food of all time. <laughs> Mike, have you met me? I'm not <laughs> just an average human. I'm all over the board. Maybe today's the day I brigade What the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading. No OB and no bogeys. I gotta keep it on the 80 is the gold G. Well, you hit it on one. Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80. Break 80. This is episode 47 of the Break 80 podcast. I was here joined by my co-host Mike and Tim. We have officially made it to the Masters week. I would say this week's pod will be heavily Masters focused. But before we get to that, the boys took a little drive down to Tim's home state of Iowa this past weekend to escape the snow globe that is Minnesota. I want to know how did it go down there, boys? Tim, you want to leave this one off? It, the weather was gorgeous. <laughs> uh, we had some great tacos. We got to go by the fraternity house, uh, play some courses I haven't in a while. It was very nostalgic. It was a really good time, at, at least as far as, as, you know, weather and stops and not the golf and everything but losing to Mike and having to handshake him like Michael Scott in the office. <laughs> I, uh, it, it kind of is, I feel like it's, it's kind of like a lot of our rounds. Tim got out early, got a little lead, you know, he was, he, he start chirping. Pep. He chirp a little, a little bit. Not much, not no, much. I, I held it in. He had a lot of pep in his step though. He had a lot of pep in his step though. And then once the floodgates opened, they opened for the rest of the day. And that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of it. Um, I believe on your on his course that he had played like a hundred times, he won one hole. <laughs> the it hole was, number it was nine rough out there. And then rough. <laughs> I, all honesty, I forgot how hilly Vinker was. Oh, and yeah. for the listeners, Vinker's very odd. A lot of odd holes, especially on the original routing. Lots of ups and downs. And I'm going to be honest, I am shocked because we walked that Mike didn't lose anything. Coming into that home stretch, I was tired though. That's that's rough out there that first day. That that's a uh, yeah. The 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 actual Perry Maxwell holes of that golf course are pretty wild, actually. A couple a couple like volcano greens and a lot of undulation. Um, actually, the greens there were rolling pretty good. They were decent speed, but uh, the the plan Way worked. Too good. The plan worked once I took the lead. And we got onto these tighter holes, these tighter Perry Maxwell holes. It was just two iron in the fairway, two iron in the fairway, two iron in the fairway. Just put the heat on, put the pressure on Tim. <laughs> One of these two irons had the biggest divot, most of it coming well before the ball. <laughs> the chunk and run. I did hit hate. one I'm chunk. Pretty... Mike turned the earth a little bit with how much earth he dragged out. I chunked so much one, force. but then hit a wedge on the next shot to like six feet. Um, so what do you guys think? What do you what do you guys think? How many weeks ahead is that area of Iowa compared to where we're at now? Like oh how many God, weeks do you God. think that has been completed? They were up? those greens were at a 10, 10 and a half, probably. The Vinker ones were were rolling pretty good. The other two rounds weren't, but I don't know. I mean, 
yesterday was 72 degrees. Like I was pissed. I didn't bring shorts. I was like sweating my ass off walking the back nine at Vinker. I wish I would have had shorts on. It was warm as hell. Yep. All right. So for, we're saying those Minnesotans. And like, yeah, the for those Minnesotans, just leave, uh, just leave uh, the state. <laughs> of the three courses I, I played down there, none, none were wet. They were all dry. It wasn't like boggy anything. Um, Speaking of, well, the Bridges is opening on Friday, I saw, or Thursday, in Winona. You guys haven't April, played that, have you? No, April 6th, they open. Wait, will, what day I is will, that? April 6th, what's that, Friday? Can we go play it Friday? You could, I guess, as long as I get back by 4 o'clock. But it's going to be I, a pretty good Friday. I got um, nothing, I got nothing. Let's go. Not, not going to be very warm. Anyway. Oh, it's um, not? Dang. Well, the weather here looks great starting, I think, Friday or Saturday, and then it's all 50s and 60s. There's even a high of, like, 71 next Wednesday, so we're, we're getting there. Uh, all right, well, we got a couple it. of things before we move on to the Masters from our from Tim and I's matchups. Uh, first of all, to the 32% <laughs> that doubted me, you, you know, do you not believe in science? Like, like, nature versus nurture, like Charles Darwin? <laughs> I mean... Come on. I mean, you know, I just, Tim's got, Tim's done all the practicing and I'm just, you know, the the guy, I don't know what to tell you. Just showed up. So I had to play golf for, for a little while this weekend and, and won two matches. Uh, um, so, yeah. Well, do, the, do they actually know what, what is the actual physical record of Mike and Tim? I mean, yeah. that's, if they it's knew probably, what the actual tail of the tape was. I think it's 30, zero and two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Tim, yeah, I'm 30 0 and 2, I think. 32 percent must be. But in my odds. in my quest to qualify, I've I've quit I've quit asking for strokes head to head. Well, I will I say actually, that. Tim, I think uh hit the driver better than like the new driver's better than what you uh have had. You were hitting that better and you actually putted. Did Tim didn't putt that bad? Putted better. Oh, okay. Putter's okay. great. Been training. Been training mm-hmm. at home in my ten foot mat. Well, then I don't understand. Okay, you hit the driver well, you put it right. You're a generational ball striker. Where did it go wrong? Well, there's they're, nothing they're left. New, they're new irons. So you know, even oh. the best artist has to relearn his paintbrushes. You know, <laughs> it's a mental game. Art, stiffer match, paintbrush. There's an art. There's an art to match play, Jeff. You know, there's just an art to match play. <laughs> there is. Yeah. You know, I like for, for instance. You know, it's tough. It's tough to win in match play when you have to concede the first hole of a match on the first tee box. <laughs> what? Did he tee off across the line or what? No, no. The first hole at his supposed home course is like a 340-yard par four. It's got like an apartment building on the left, and water runs the whole right side. And he's got the driver on it. And I, I already got the two right because I'm like, there's no way to hit the driver. It's like into like a 50-mile-hour wind. And he goes, well, it takes the water to play. And I looked up at the water. I said, what are you talking about? It the, the water runs the entire right side. It brings it into play even more. It gets wider. It's like a triangle. Of, and then, he, of proceeded, less water. then he, he proceeded to hit the first one in the water. And then I hit the two iron in the middle of the fairway. Then he hit the second one in the water and just gave up the hole. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's gotta be a good feeling picking up your ball from the fairway. <laughs> yeah. So I was one up. I was one up within literally a minute of of play. Um yeah, and then I don't know. I, oh, <laughs> I I posted this one. Tim got the shanks on one par three <laughs> twice in a twice in a row. Just, just I didn't cold, hear that. Just cold hosled one straight sideways onto another green almost, and, <laughs> and then shanked the next one too. 
Oh, oh man, so bad. we had shank sessions, huh? I, I did have an all-time par, and the driver from from Minnesota Golf Lab and Golo Golf does work pretty well. Yeah, you, you However, drive better. You'd better. I, uh, I did have a drive that went probably 100 yards straight and 180 yards right on one of the holes, which was 460 yards into the wind. Yeah, it's like a boomerang. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And uh, proceeded to make par. So never give up, folks. Yeah. No, it did very well. Put it pretty well. I actually, I actually hit it very well for not, uh, for not playing. I didn't. I don't know. Other than that weird par three up the hill where I lost that ball down the right. I don't know if I lost too many balls during our matches before. I lost one on eighteen the one time, but I was just dinking around because the match was over. But I think at Legacy on the first round of the year, I, I shot seventy five, but I had four three putts. That was that was a little rough. So I hit I hit it really Stand well. Stand on brand. I love this. Love yeah, to see it. I think I hit like thirteen greens in reg the first time out, and I hit it pretty well. Most sometimes at Vinker and and at I actually hit it pretty well in the second round on Sunday. Better probably at cold water, whatever it is. But the chipping is the hardest part when you haven't played. God, I had some terrible chips. Just awful. Um, that was the hardest part. The short, the little touchy shots were horrendous. But I was just. Whatever it was fun. It was fun to be out there. It's just fun to be outside golfing again. God, it's been yep, a long winter. Yep. Yeah, that's uh that's a good feeling when you know like it's it's uh it's it's coming, it's coming. Like you know that it's a lot better than knowing the season's wrapping up. There's a lot of just things to look forward to and obviously many more rounds to play. So that's uh that's a good feeling. Well, it is Masters Week, guys, and I want to start you off with a little masters uh you know, question. Like, okay, first one I got here is I want to know what are some of your favorite Masters years to go back and watch on TV, YouTube, you know, things that get your juices flowing. You know, we all want to see the green grass. We all want to see the beautiful flowers. We want to see Magnolia Drive. We all want to see all these fun things, momentous things that come from, you know, the Masters week. What about some of the, the years that you like to go back and, and watch, you know, whether it be a Sunday or whatever uh, on one of these um, former past tournaments? Go ahead, Tim. You do yours first. Well, I I know we're going to bring up Tiger, and I think I think later on Jeff is going to talk about food. So I'm going to save a couple things until later. But I want to talk about one of the best finishing rounds in Masters history. Um, this gentleman would not be where he is today had he played differently in uh, in the 2016 Masters. It Can really set him. Danny Willett? You already want to guess? Do you already Danny want to guess Willett? which one it is? I have no. one or two guesses. Charles Schwartzel no. or, da- or, or Danny Willett. No, no. This sent him oh, on Jordan Spieth, path Jordan Spieth that propelled blew up. Oh, Spieth, is that it, his here? It propelled him to greatness. And in fact, he couldn't do what we all want to do. And that's break 80 on the last day of the Masters. And that's Smiley Kaufman. Oh, Smiley. Oh. Yes, absolute blow-up fest in the 2016 Masters. Talk about the most bizarre thing of all time. Smiley Coffin was in the final group of his only Masters ever and has never played in another one again. Just a flash in the pan, but we get to we still get to see him. He he does a really good job commentating. Uh, It's just such a funny story that he's a part of the friend group of Spieth and. Thomas and all these guys, Fowler, and now he's doing commentating after his one blow up round. 
So that's your Masters. favorite Masters to relive is to watch Smiley Kaufman shoot 81. Is that what you're saying? Just so so many of us go out and we just try to do our best playing Mike week in, week out. And we just <laughs> succumb to not doing that. And I feel like we can all relate a little bit with Smiley Kaufman at the end of the day. So it's um, it also shows what's possible in the world of golf, even if you're not a great player and you can't break 80. He's landed on his feet. Poor guy. He's landed on his feet with uh, with doing the TV gig. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, I mean, you got to say 2019 Masters. That's, you know, I still actually have that on DVR. I'll still watch it on occasion, especially like getting ready for the golf season to get jacked up. I mean, that was, I actually remember picking him too in, in fantasy golf. And it wasn't like, I mean, he had played well. He had won, you know, that tournament previously. He had won the, you know, at East Lake, but. It wasn't like a lot of people were locked in on him. I, I just don't know if they thought. Um, I don't know. It's like you know, Tiger. Most people, if he's just showing a, a liver of somewhat being competent on the golf course, it's like Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. But I don't see he wasn't a huge favorite or anything that year. I know he had played well. I mean, he was, I think, like twelfth in the world at the time. Um, you know, he got up to sixth in the world. But that 2019 Masters was great. Obviously, the 2005. If we're just kind of staying on the Tiger tracker here. You know, a 16th um, chip in with uh, with Stevie there. That was fun. Uh, goes on to bogey, I think, one of the next two holes and goes into playoff with, with Chris DeMarco and wins it. Um, you know, he has a 97 Masters. I think that's kind of one of the, the top one there. Mike, you might have one. Did you have that one down? Uh, that's my second favorite of all time. Uh, that's kind of what got me golfing. But if we're going to talk electric, and we really want to get into an electric round of golf at the Masters and just an electric turn. We got to go back to 2007 when a young man from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, laid up on every par five mm. <laughs> and, 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 squeaked, and, squeaked, and squeaked it out over Ratif Goosen and the goat Rory Sabatini. And yes, Tiger Woods uh, shooting a plus one, 289. The first time since 1956, somebody was over par of the Masters and won. And that's Zach Johnson. Let's give it up to him. Nobody gets more excited than watching layup shots than me. It's just, <laughs> nothing is more exhilarating than watching a guy just hit wedges from 100 yards all the time. Now, if I'm not mistaken, though, there was some weather that... that yeah, it was horrible week. weather. Yeah, really. And that's yeah. why you see the plus that's why one. That's score I mean. was terrible. It's gonna be, it was weather like, supposed to, like what's going to be this year horrible but uh, that's what you got yeah you got to start thinking that uh you know there might be a lot of laying up i mean another one shout out shout out the 2009 champion and hal cabrera Mm, right right now currently currently in a penitentiary (laughs) somewhere in uh argentina but he you think the invite would get him out you think think he could just send an invite (laughs) to the uh the old prison get him out yeah uh yeah i don't know i'm always uh 97 is my you know tiger I, I, i I actually, you know, the one that was kind of fun, even though I really didn't care, it was that 17, the Sergio playoff one where he won, where he kind of choked a little bit, then he kind of got it going a little bit at the end again. That was kind of a fun one to watch, even though, it was, you know, it was Sergio, but yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always pretty entertaining. I am shocked that we're not bringing up a certain year. I'm, I'm going to bring you through this. The winner went five under in the last six holes. Charles. Schwartzel. No, it's way older than that. Oh, Schwartzel way older. like five in a row, didn't it? Yeah, that's what I was thinking you were talking about. He was, he was uh, at 1.4 shots out of the lead on hole nine. 
and ended up winning. The last the last three holes coming in, he was one behind. So it was negative. It was seven under, eight under, seven under, eight under, and the names were Nicholas Kite, Norman, and Ballesteros. Ooh. Talking about the '86 Masters, and it's on Jack. YouTube. Yeah, Jack. Well, it yeah, it's an the, that's incredible the... finish. That is an incredible. That's finish. Jack. Yeah, forty six years outfit. old. Terrible outfit. Can we talk about the white bell bottoms with the double front pocketed yellow polo? Like just all time. No, no baseball worst. cap. No, no hat. Terrible hair. I. It looks like he cut the front out with a bowl. I mean, yeah, this man needs a stylist. Baby. What and then his putting the- stroke. I mean, Mike, I want you to try that this year. You think your posture is bad, Jack? I, mean, oh, I was trying. I was working better. hard on my posture when we were <laughs> when we were playing there. I was really working hard on the posture with the pencil grip. Well, 86, 87, 88 might be, might have been the best run of like great finishes because you had Jack in eighty six. <laughs> eighty seven was Larry Mize, the chip in, in a playoff over Seve and Greg Norman, and then eighty eight when Sandy Lyle won. I think he made birdie from the fairway bunker in 18 to win by one, didn't he? I'm pretty sure he did. Sandy Lyle, who's finally playing his last year this year, even though he you know, finally hung it up. Oh. He's going to finally hang it up. He's playing in suspenders. Yeah, that's, he's, been, <laughs> he's had some rough finishes. So yeah. I also just wrote this down. I was a huge, you know, I'm a left-hander, and I'm a huge Phil fan, and I loved, you know, Phil at the, the Masters and, you know, his – 2004 first one where he's doing the old that's kind of where he his brand is you know the jumping on the green there with his double hands in the air that was iconic and then 2010 from the pine straw i mean just firing at that thing you know putting it to what five feet um so that was uh, another one that i like to to well i will say i don't know for whatever reason i'm not even that hardcore against live it's just like phil has just really tarnished anything that he had built up. I mean, the guy just won a major at 50 years old. And any momentum that he got, even from doing that, was just all seemingly flushed on the toilet. And, and that's kind of how I'm feeling with him. You know, anything. I just don't have much feelings for him anymore. And it sucks because he was my guy. And then 2012, I really like that one. That's Bubba and Louie. Awesome. Uh, the Bubba shot. That's crazy. The Bubba shot was awesome. You know, Louie, I think, I can't remember if that was, was it that one where he had the albatross on hole two? Might have been. I don't know. I figured you, know, you were. I figured you were a big 2003 guy. Another 2003. smooth, a smooth lefty. Oh, Mike Weir, baby, from north of the border in a, in a yes, playoff. What a, what, a, what a leaderboard of him in a playoff or Len Matisse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, lefties dominate. Come on now. You know what? A cool memory. A cool memory yeah. for me. I guess Tim too is. We didn't watch much of it that day, but 2021 Sunday when we were playing Shadow Creek. And we came into the, oh into the locker room and those guys from those oil guys are betting like $400,000 on Hideki winning. And he did, he pulled it out. Don't know yeah, why I ended up ones. buying the round of drinks on that one. That was ridiculous. He only lost. He only beat Will Zalatoris by one stroke there. Yeah, I. that's, it'd be interesting to see if we see a Zalatoris sighting on the leaderboard. He's kind of been non-existent. So we'll talk about guys that we think will you know, maybe play well or not play well. We'll get into that. But before we do that, I just want to hear real quick, what would be your master's dinner as that's coming up? I think that's Tuesday night, is it not? Yeah. So that'd be, you know, for us, you know, recording this is Monday. It'd be tomorrow uh, or today for most of you that are listening. Um, So, yeah, what would be your, you know, dinner that you would have choice? I, I could tell you my favorite part of the dinner would be Fuzzy Zeller's reaction in the 1998 Master's dinner, and a shock that fried 
fried uh, chicken and collard greens were not on the menu. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Fuzzy's not the, <laughs> Fuzzy's not the uh, least racist guy in the world. <laughs> no, no, but the PGA Tour has their has their moments. <laughs> has their moments. You got to start off with a classic, though. I don't I don't know how you don't enjoy the Dustin Johnson uh, pimento cheese sandwich. Gross. To to have a have a nice start, and it's my it's so if it's my dinner, um, I think that my liver is pretty good. We're about to see how everyone else's livers are. We're we're doing drinks. Like there's, if you're an AA, you're not coming to this dinner. There's a bottle of wine per person <laughs> at the table. There's a mint julep. There is uh there's a hams just for Mike in the back. Oh my god! A couple god. olives making it a cocktail. So Chris Kirk will never be able to come if he's if he wins a green jacket to your to your dinner. Well, he's gonna have to test Jesus. <laughs> Food wise, Tim. Food wise, what are you having? Oh, there's food here. Yes. What do you oh, got? Oh goodness. I I I think I think we'd likely do scallops just because you know we're we're decently close to the sea. Love a good scallop. Favorite food. Uh, as a, as a second up to my pimento cheese, and then uh, we probably either do a complete uh, like dichotomy of either a greasy cheeseburger or a petite fillet. Let me get this straight. Your dinner <laughs> is going to be pimento cheese sa- sa- sandwiches and scallops yeah. with a greasy yes. cheeseburger. Absolutely. <laughs> this, is or most, filet. this is the most wild cornucopia of food of all time. <laughs> Mike, have you met me? I'm not <laughs> just an average human. I'm all over the board. Mike, what do you got? Well, I mean, it, usually they do like, you know, the some food from their country or whatever. Being from northern Minnesota... We'd probably have to serve tater tot hot dish to the entire, to the Gross. entire, to the entire field. We'd we'd have, or the champions dinner. We have to put casserole in parentheses. So everybody knew what the hell it was. Since we're the only state that calls it hot dish, or or we go with Minnesota style pizza. You know the square cut. You know whatever kind of circular thing. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I don't give a shit. I just. I'd be like, here, here's some food. Go eat. <laughs> well, I, I'm not even a big foodie either. Like, you know, I, I don't like seek. I know Tim like seek certain places about food. I, I just like a menu that's somewhat normal. But I would say that one thing that I really liked growing up is a good manicotti with a lot of meat inside. <laughs> so a little manicotti is probably what I have on the menu. A little Caesar salad. Some homemade fresh bread with some butter is always a good, you know, with an Italian meal. So I'd have something probably like that, and I'm a big dessert guy. Maybe they, you know, cater in some blizzards from DQ. Oh, oh my god! Every, every, everything about you, your looks, the way you talk, screams Italian. <laughs> exactly. So, well, let's talk a little Augusta. You know, the course itself is, uh, you know, I think everybody knows it fairly well. You know, it's the same course every year. Um, it did change this year, so we have one change we'll talk about. Big but change. yeah, big change. And I think, you know, we, we probably should, you know, preface this with, you know, when we talk about this year's masters, it sounds like the weather's going to be a little dicey. So we're going to you know bring in some, some wind and rain and it could, uh, it could actually shuffle up the leaderboard a little bit. And we'll get to that in a second, but in terms of the golf course, let's just say in a normal day when people play it, um, you know, I would say it's known for a couple of things. Uh, you know, first of all, there's only one cut. So if you're not in the fairway, you know, if you're just off the fairway, you're not like in some sort of deep, deep rough. 
But what makes it, I think, the golf course that it is and why it's hard for a lot of people is it's got a lot of bowls in certain places on the greens that if you are there, if you're in the wrong spots, you're basically signing up for a three putt. And that's also why there can be potential birdies. I think it was Anthony Kim that made 11 birdies one year. Yeah. I mean, if you get it in the right spots, it can funnel. But we're talking a matter of three feet difference. You know, if you miss by three feet, you can, it could go from a birdie to a bogey real fast. So that's like the, the genius of, of this golf course, I think. And when you're coming in with a lot, a lot of long irons, I think of hole five, think of hole 18, potentially some of those longer par fours. And, and, you know, I'm thinking of the, the par three hole, was it four? That's super long. Um, it can be tricky. So I don't think it's a very, very easy course. And then of course the, the fast, fast greens, on top of everything else to boot and getting up and down is another uh, challenge in itself. So lots of talk about anything about the course that you guys want to add that makes it yeah. intriguing or things like that. I think the rain, which you're supposed to get a lot of it, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even Monday, if they had to do a Monday finish, the rain makes it, you know, makes it harder because, um, you know, you might think that on a normal PGA tour stop, you know, when it rains, the greens soften up and they can and they can go right at it. But Augusta's got the probably the best sub air system in the whole world. You know, so it sucks all the moisture right out of the greens. And they get a little softer, but the fairways and stuff still stay wet. So you can't, you're not hitting as many wedges and and you know higher lofted clubs into some of these incredibly sloped greens. So all the years with uh, you know the higher scores are are usually when it's been wet. Um, at Augusta to some extent. Uh, I don't you know that the Zach Johnson here was, was wet and windy and cold and really shitty, but um, yeah, I mean, 13 is going to be really different because I was actually just watching a thing on the golf channel here today about it. And, you know, going all the way back to tiger in 97, he was hitting eight irons in there. And, and now that's kind of become the standard. Like people, m- most guys are just taking a three wood Slinging it up the right side with a draw, and they're hitting a lofted club in there almost regularly. But they've added what fifty yards. Uh, this says this is kind of coming from their quotes. It says Augusta National added twenty five yards to the par five thirteenth hole with intent, aiming to restore the integrity of the course's easiest okay. hole, and forcing competitors to take a momentous decision aligning with the original intent of co-founder Bobby Jones. Yeah. So. You'll be able to get there still in two, but you might have Absolutely. to hit, you might have to hit driver, you know, which which is harder to turn over than the three wood. I know Dustin Johnson was talking about that to some press today, you know, about how you know when it, with with driver you can't turn it over as easily to hit the draw. You have to hit, so you got to play it up the right side, and then you got to make a decision. Um, but that's a good change. I mean, why not make it a little bit harder? But it's not like it actually adds more drama probably because. Very rarely do you see a ball go in the water unless it's a really shitty shot in the previous years. Now it's going to be a longer iron in there, um, which probably brings the water into play some more, or long, which then brings the next chip into play coming back towards the water. Um, yeah, and I think I think the you know what you were seeing a ton of is you were seeing a lot of guys either slightly bail right and get into that pine straw by the you know and still you know getting on the green from there, or you were seeing guys just absolutely take it over the corner without any regard for anything you know there wasn't a ton of guys going into that freak on the left you know you see every once in a while maybe a guy goes in there but there was I mean that that wasn't even a threat I mean they were just bombing over the corners and like you were saying 
having seven irons, eight irons, uh, six irons into the screen. I think now, I think Rory had mentioned when he made a practice round recently, he went driver five iron and that would have been without the wet conditions. So we're looking at your longest guy going driver five iron, which means for the normal, you know, a couple of tiers back, we're looking at driver three woods, five woods, probably something like that. The, I mean, the manicuring of the golf course too is crazy. I read an article on it today about like the ground. They have all these volunteers that come, you know, work and they'll roll out. They'll mow the fairways with 18 mowers, you know, in that big row. But I read a story that every mower, they carry a tennis ball. And if something goes bad, you know, like let's say you get an oil leak or whatever, you throw the tennis ball out in front and everybody just stops. And they had a year, it was a few years back, where they were mowing the third green um, like 15 minutes before they were going to first, the first group was going to tee off, you know, because they want to keep it as fresh as possible. So they wait, they wait kind of. And then they just mow out, you know, three, four, because nobody's playing split tees unless they have bad weather. And uh, one of the mowers um, like sprung an oil leak on the green and they had this long streak of like, like a 50 foot long streak of oil or whatever. And that was 15 minutes before the first group tees off. So what's that probably buy you maybe an hour before they get to third, maybe 45 minutes. And they had resodded the green and put <laughs> it and they had returfed a portion of it. And you, the players couldn't even tell by the time they wow. got there. That's a, that's the kind of manpower and all the fancy equipment and stuff that they use. It's bizarre. We call that the A team. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, another topic, and Tim, Tim will probably hear from you a little bit more on this one. Is the fact that you've got the golf course, you've got some cool things going, but the tournament itself is bringing an added, um, uh, what can I say here? Some sort of added fa- a facet that you know is kind of a tournament within a tournament. You know, we don't really get a lot of this. Um, villainry where it's like this versus that you know this guy versus that i know you've mentioned that a lot well this tournament is pretty interesting in terms of bringing the two tournaments or two uh tours together with live and and the pga and we have not seen anything like that you know we had the open championship and there was some of that but when you now have added cam smith and some others um you know it's going to be interesting and when these two guys are two 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 tours that's kind of hard to say tee off It'll be interesting to see the dynamics, you know, when you watch. Are they talking? Are they not? Are they, you know, the press conferences? Are they mentioning anything? Are they not? I think the media likes to blow stuff up like that, but I think there is something there. What are you guys' take on how Liv will not only play, but, but um, you know, perform in terms of, you know, they have a lot to prove. I think a lot of them have a chip on their shoulder, are looking to come out guns blazing and actually try to take this tournament down. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, for sure, Patrick Reed is going to have a lot of extra tees to throw. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that there's a, a couple guys to really watch for. Um, Cam Smith, who's performed particularly well in this tournament because it is such a, a heavy putting contest. Dustin Johnson, who's previously won. And then Brooks Kepta, that's coming off of a, a big win this last week in Huge in Florida. win. Huge win. His <laughs> biggest of his career. Yeah, yeah, massive, <laughs> massive. But I, I would C1, agree C1 that C1 Kim a... gave him a run for his money at 48th, <laughs> 48th place again for C1 Kim. 
were available. Uh, but I, I do think that there is a bit of chip on their shoulders, especially not necessarily because they went live, but I think there's just been a lot of people talking about the quality of golf, about the quality of field. And if, if there's a good quality showing from a lot of these guys, if you get a Cam Smith in the top 10, if you get a Brooks Kaka in the top 20, a DJ that, you know, top 30s, a Patrick Reed that makes the cut, all of a sudden you're justifying an entire tour that people are Hold making on. fun of. They got to do better than that. They, they got to do win. better than that. They need to win. You got to win. They, you can't be saying it. DJ has to get a top 30. That's not what they're, that's not what Liv is putting out there. It's got to be top to fives, top tens. I don't, I don't think they need to, they I don't think that's a win. justification of the tour. I think that even if they do a decent enough job, it justifies where they are. I mean, I think a win completely justifies the entire tour and how competitive it is in nature. But if they get four or five guys that are on top of a leaderboard or close to it come Sunday, it completely justifies everything. It also solidifies the CW as one of the powerhouse channels <laughs> of public TV, which are it the, always has been. Are the Orlando ratings out yet? Because Tucson did worse than Mexico, which which was almost impossible to do. Mexico is like the lowest rated CW show they have. I, I have to admit, too, that that golf course didn't look very good in, in Orlando. No. Uh, <laughs> It was not interesting. The Panther and the Crooked Cat. Are... Um, I think they have to. They have to win. You need to win to be because Live Live want, needs a winner to say we have this major winner. Uh, you know, while that they've been in Live, uh, I will give big props to Cam Smith though. Today he went on. The, he was the only guy. There's what thirteen in the field. Thirteen Live players in the field, I think, and only one would 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 go in front of all 18. the press. Eighteen, 18. is it? 18, only one would go in front of all the press, not selective press, only one, Cam Smith. And they asked him a few questions, and he first he, first of all, he admitted that the PGA Tour fields are stronger than live fields. He said it right at the press conference, that the live fields aren't as good. He also admitted that his game wasn't very sharp because he hasn't been in those live events. He's been in the middle of the pack. And he also said, he was talking to somebody else on a different interview this week, that he basically took the whole offseason off and just went fishing in Australia. Because he's already made his money. Like, he doesn't need to, like, there's no, he basically said he hadn't hardly golfed all winter long. Um, what, so, what is more terrifying, though? Hold on. What is more professional golf at the highest of levels or fishing or hunting or even being outside in Australia? In Australia? <laughs> I would are, say he did the more terrifying thing. You are right, probably. But, um, yeah, he kind of he kind of laid it out there. Um, and he also... Stad, what did he say about uh, something else with like sponsorships and logos and stuff? Because he's, he's got, he's got, he's got, uh, he's got sure, uh, polos with live and polos without live on them. Yeah, he wasn't sure what was going to be required yeah. of him contractually because I think yes. the live, you know, they, they they purportedly had all this freedom, but what we found out with like their contract, for instance, if somebody wants to leave live. We found out last week that they have to pay three times what they were paid in the beginning. So like Brooks Kepka, but we have to pay $300 million to leave live, which is a crazy, not going to happen. So it's, all this freedom, it's Hotel that they California, suppo- right? All this freedom that they supposedly had, they was all bullshit for one. Um, and like, yeah, they're all talking about it. They interviewed somebody interviewed Bryson today. Who's been awful. has been terrible. And he said, well, I, you know, I haven't played as much as I wanted to. His game's not a short. Well, yeah, they never have any tournaments. So I don't know. 
And that was supposed to be what was so nice about it. You don't have to play as much anymore. Yeah. So I don't, that's the thing is is how sharp can they be for a major when they haven't played? But I I will say there's one guy though. I do think that's going to, going to play well this week. You know, I think he's been playing fairly decent in live. He played fairly decent in tournaments that he was not, um, you know, was not live. He's got, I think Patrick Reed is going to play with a lot of chip on his shoulder this week. I think, you know, he plays his best when there's a lot of controversy. He plays well when he has all this extra stuff going on around him. I think he thrives on that. Like, he can't wait to tee it up this week, I guarantee you. And he's he going to love every minute of it. He's going to love every minute of how he plays. And I don't think it really, you know, Bob, I think he loves this. I mean, so we're going to find out. But I just have this sneaky suspicion that he's going to be the one that uh, that kind of gets himself in the mix. He could. Does he, yeah. I wonder if the suspected weather hurts him if it gets wet. He doesn't hit it that far. And he's like maybe the besides besides speed. Speed's probably the best chipper of the ball. Reed's right up there. And if it's wet, that neutralizes that. If the greens aren't as quick, you know, and it's not as touchy of a shot, that might neutralize his advantage a little bit. But yeah, I could see Dustin Johnson playing really well. He always does at Augusta. Mm-hmm. Kepka, you know, I I mean Cam Smith should, but he hasn't played very well. But you know, um, yeah, I could see four or five of the live guys being around somewhere. Maybe winning, so- maybe not. I don't know. That, that's going to be the term within a tournament. That's what makes this year fascinating. I think we just have that added dimension to it. And so it should be fun. I can't wait. Um, we can't talk Masters without thinking and, and discussing Tiger. Um, coming to this tournament has played one once. I think that's, you know, you got to question three areas, in my opinion, is health, you know, walking four rounds. You got to question, you know, um, just not competing at all. I mean, he just hasn't really played. I mean, you know, he he's played one. One one tournament since what was the last time the the Rivi- Open Riviera Genesis. He played yeah I played Riviera since the Open. Played that was the well. other thing, and then and then he's playing against. I mean, I mean he's playing against a legit field. I mean this is not a field. I mean this field has talent up and down the board. I mean it's it's got a lot of people that are very very good, you know. But we have all seen the 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 player that is older, the player that has played there before, get in the mix. I mean we've seen it, Fred Couples. Even Bernard was, you know, top five once going into Sunday. It can happen. It's just of course kind of a, kind of a lightning in the bottle. Let's be honest. I mean, it's gotta. He's gotta. Everything needs to be clicking. You can't fake it around Augusta. I guess to me, it's just can you make the walk? I think. I think rest of it. I mean, obviously he's probably a little rusty, but look at Riviera. He was hitting it out there, one eighty ball speed. He was getting it out there. He had the one round in the sixties. Yeah, I think he ended up in the like in the forties for a finish, but he, he showed he could do everything. He was hitting iron shots pretty close. Um, and then of course knowledge at Augusta, you know, that he's knows that course better than anybody in the field, probably other than maybe like Freddie couples or somebody who's played a lot. So it's just, to me, he's never missed a cut there ever. He's made a cut every time. So as a professional, I think he missed as an amateur, but as a pro, he's never missed a cut. So, I say, I say, if he if if physically he can hold up, he makes the cut again. Wouldn't surprise me if he top twenty. I I don't. I mean, I, that's kind of what I said in my in, in that article. I think it's I think it's there. It's just you got to get proof from the four rounds. So he he didn't even finish last year. He played the Genesis, which is a you know a decent walk, but nothing like Augusta. It's just it's so much more demanding than anything else he's played. Yeah, it's the it's the walk on the. And yeah, I don't know. Fred Couple well, said today he hit it good. So weather too, right? Barometric yeah. 
pressure causes issues, causes yeah, swelling. Cold, cold weather is not going to be good for him. No, none none of the weather is really aligning to Tiger's Tiger's advantage right now. And the walk at Riv is fairly flat, minus two hills, yeah. right? One and eighteen, and then you're in the valley. So, do do you think that, though? Do you think that weather though kind of maybe gives Tiger a little bit? You know, in, that's no, no. You don't think so? Tiger, Does Tiger have Tiger a mind? Tiger would he rather an be even or minus course. 20? Like, would he rather have a minus, you know, 20 under tournament? Or are we talking around even par? What I, would he I rather? Just, it's not even about the course conditions. It's just about his, his, how barometric pressure affects joints and he how it affects. He wants it warm. He wants it warm so he can stay lubed up pretty well. I get that. Yeah. But I just don't think he has the, I don't know if he has the firepower to, to, to go 20 under with some of these guys that could, you know, like Probably that's my, under. that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like if it, Yes, he he does have the joint stuff and all that, but like if you think, are you about, looking for a win? Are you looking for a Tiger? Yeah, well, win? that's that. What is it? I mean, he doesn't tee. It, this is Tiger's quote. I don't tee it up unless I think I can win. Is that? But still what would his give him a better though? chance to win? Yeah, that's what he's always said. He says I don't play golf, and when the day he thinks yeah. he can't win, he doesn't play golf anymore. Yeah, he thinks he can win. He's not going to show up if he doesn't think he can win. He um, said that last year, and he hadn't even played ever. Like he hadn't played in forever. Supposedly, he feels. The foot feels better this year than last. at Riviera. He said the foot felt better than it did the prior years. You know now what that means. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he can keep up. If somebody goes super low, he probably can't keep up. But I bet you if that if that winning score is around twelve under, could he hang in there and shoot a couple of sixty eights and maybe a seventy two? You know, on another 70 and be at 10 under or something and be in the mix. I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I think he needs it like five under around there. But like that's the, my that's my opinion. But maybe how, I mean how like, does he get there? When is the last time it's been five under? Uh yeah, uh, look. Uh, I'll look it up. You guys you keep need, going, I'll I look got, it up because I think it's pretty. Do you have it? I got it right here. Yeah. It's I think it's the last see. couple of years there's there's been a couple. Scotty was t- it was tit last years are 10, 10, 20, 13, 15, 9 under in 2017, 5 under in 2016, 18 and 15, and 8, 9, 10. So, you know, the, the average winning score, you know, of the last 15 years is probably around well, 11, 12 under, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that super low one was uh, what DJs and yeah, in DJ, the fall. Speed, DJ in the speed, speed. Speed ripped it up once too. DJ in the fall. Speed shot eighteen under. Yeah. Um. Well, lengthening thirteen helps Tiger. You know, it's because he's you know wedge game. He's one of the best ever to do it with a wedge in his hand. If everybody's yep. people have to lay up and stuff, that can't hurt him. Um. And he likes know, playing a fade, so now he can kind of play a fade into that hole instead of having to hit a draw. I mean, yeah. The one thing I've noticed, I guess, in the last couple since the 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 bad injury, I guess, the little car crash. When he hasn't played much, he doesn't seem like he puts and chips as well as he used, you know, when he was sharper. Like he he struggled a little more than, you know, you watch him and be like, he's not supposed to miss miss that putt. He usually makes those. Um, I don't know if that's a sharpness thing with just not playing, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Do you think do you think he's hiring a driver yet? Or do you think he's still out there driving? I don't know. It's the, it's so, <laughs> so ridiculous that he wouldn't have one like from nineteen 19- after 1997, he should have never had to drive a vehicle again. Well, I I understand he's he's got to be an adrenaline junkie. Everything that he's done through the seals, oh, sure. through I mean, well, he damn near hurt all his joints trying to trade in with the Navy SEALs. 
and learn how to clear Doesn't driving a car, though, at least, like, make you feel like you're somewhat normal? I mean, at some point, you you just maybe get away from people. Like, I just get to drive without anybody in my room with me. Or in, you know, it's just like you get some sort of normalcy. I mean, the guy can't go anywhere without any sort of, you know, circus with him. So that might be something to it. There's a few times I've felt like a man here in the last week driving my car to Iowa. Just not obeying speed limits. <laughs> An exciting drive. Fix, fixing fixing my dishwasher by hand and out driving Mike. Which One did time. happen for the first time ever. One time in 36 holes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not mention the uh, hole 18, our last hole of the day when I was 90 yards by Tim. 9-0. <laughs> I was mourning. I was in mourning. <laughs> I, think, uh, well, I think it's just easier to drop your girlfriend off at the airport if you have a driver do it. it makes it so much easier if you just get jim carrey in the limo and and you know one drive tiger didn't want to hit (laughs) flying somewhere um anybody else intriguing to you this year i mean we'll get to picks here in a second anybody that you think you're kind of you know interested to see or or want to see or think you know hey this person you know is on to something or i got kim tom kim right yeah Played a tiger today. Yeah. How Bryson exciting too. Is that? I thought that was interesting. Bryson. Like No, Bryson didn't that was a mistake. He didn't play. Was it? Him. Okay. Because I was Freddie, like saying okay. Freddie, Rory, Tom Kim, and Tiger. Okay. So no Bryson. Because that would be weird because Tiger never got back to Bryson on his birthday text. You no, know, and Rory was rocking the hoodie. So you know he's Ooh, ready to, hoodie he's, Rory. He's always ready to win the, the Grand Slam. I want Rory to show up one year. We just don't see him for three weeks. And he just shows up chunky fat Rory and he just goes, goes off. <laughs> he, probably goes off. Money. he would probably have multiple grand slams by now. If he would have stayed. So um, I got one. Got? Gordon Sargent. And most of the listeners might have no idea who Gordon Sargent is, but he is a college golfer from Vanderbilt who won the NCAA tournament last year individually and uh, the Masters extended him like a special invitation. So I don't know if they're going to keep start doing that from now on to the NCAA champion. Kind of a cool deal. Um, but Gordon Sargent, when you look into him, has been called by a lot of experts who know, know more than I, maybe the most talented college player since Sean Rahm, you know, and one of the most talented ever. His last 15 college starts, his worst finish is tied for seventh. And in, in the 22 rounds he's played this year, his low round is 62. He averages 68, and the worst round he shot is 72. So <laughs> he's pretty good. Um, last year at Greyhawk, in, uh, in on the last hole of the uh, NCAA championship, it's a 520-yard par four. He With water right, bunkers left. He carried it, uh, well, let's see, at 140 in. So he had a 380-yard drive and hit a wedge to five feet and made birdie. Um, so I, I did a little research on Gordon Sargent's takes. I was intrigued. So I found an article where from the, um, the U.S. Amateur last year, the guy that caddied for him, William Kane, was Webb Simpson's caddy on tour for three years. And he called him, he said he had the best driving display in, the, in one of the rounds of the amateur he had ever witnessed. And that includes Rory, Dustin Johnson. Um, so the first round of qualifying, he shot 74. So he was not very good. But in this round, he shot 65. The you know, This is at the USAM where it's tough. The, the field average for the day was 75. So he was 10 better than the field. Um, 
He hit 13 of 14 fairways and averaged 360 yards off the tee. He hit sand wedge into four holes that were 500 yards or longer. So he just, he just pumps it. Wow. And he is um, six feet tall, 175 pounds. He is he's not a big an, guy. He's an, he's an inch taller than me and he's got 20 pounds on. Yeah. Him. He's not a very big guy. So, you know, and obviously people love again enamored with like the distance, but he can play like he, he can score. He's good. So we'll see, you know, there was a lot of guys in the radio saying they wouldn't be surprised if he finished the top 20. He's like supposedly one of the most talented young kids ever to come out of like college. So kind of fascinating to see him on TV if they show him. For sure. Anybody else? Anybody else intriguing? Or should we get to picks? Well, I mean, there's always the same storylines. Rory in the Grand Slam, Spieth mm. getting over the choke the one year and all that stuff. Well, I I think too, like when you get to, you know, thinking about this, this yeah, the storylines of all this, you know, with Liv and all these individual storylines, I mean, a one storyline that we always get to is the random guy that pops up, you know, on your leaderboard, you know, whether it be Thursday or whatever that doesn't belong there. And so the one thing about this tournament, typically you get the Charlie Hoffman's of the world. The Charlie Hoffman's show up for a while, but then they fade. You usually get somebody that belongs there. I think the Masters has done a really, you know, it usually finds somebody that's pretty damn talented. I don't, you don't get a lot of, you know, Trevor Immelman's, you know, Zach Johnson, you know, type of type of winners where they're good players, but usually the top of the top comes out. You know, you got your random De- Danny Willett one year. Um, but typically you're finding, you know, the big dogs are always on that leaderboard. And so that's what kind of makes it fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Let's get to picks. Hold on. One more thing before picks. Is it time? Is it time for Augusta National, the committee, to maybe think about booting Gary Player from the ceremonial uh-huh. tee shot? Did you see that he he He's talked about happy. his favorite majors and he had the PGA championship ahead of the Masters? What is wrong with this man? He can't he, he can't play it when he wants to. That's why he's pissed. He's trying. Yeah, to get he's back. all pissy. And they or maybe maybe his son will show up trying to hawk golf balls again if they ban him because he was <laughs> he was doing that at the opening. What a dumb comment, Gary yeah. Player. You have to know the Masters is better than the PGA championship. Everyone on earth knows that. Even people who don't even know golf know that. What a dumb comment. That was that was definitely a reach. He was he was trying to find a way to, you know, poke the bear 100%. So All right. Well, let's do picks. Here's what we got. Uh are we just going to go 100 each pick? Does that make sense? Yep, makes sense okay. to me. So we're going to pick a guy that is in the top 10 to win, a guy that's in the top 20, so we're thinking, you know, that 10 to 20 and then somebody that is, you know, 30 or above as well. So three guys that we think potentially could win this tournament at three different levels. Um, so let's rip it up. Anybody want to go first? Well, I'll go first. Everybody knows hey, I'm picking all right. here. I mean, no, normally I like to pride myself on finding somebody that's not necessarily the favorite, but since I picked them last year in our prediction of who's going to win this year's majors, like last summer we did it, I'm going to have to stick with my guy to, to complete the career grand slam Rory. I think, you know, live guys are in the field. He's going to play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's kind of the PGN tour ambassador. Uh, ever since the live things started, you know, obviously Scheffler has been amazing and Ron been amazing, but Rory has been amazing as well. He has played fantastic overall, um, you know, and realistically speaking, I know Cam Smith caught him at at the old course, 
But if they were in the same group, I think Rory wins that wins that one because he was in the group, you know, with Hovland, and Hovland was supposedly going to be his only kind of competition there, and Hovland was kind of floundering. So I, I think Rory really screwed up there by not playing as aggressive as he could have. I think if he would have known he was, you know, that what Cam Smith was doing fully, he would have probably played a little more aggressive himself. But anyway, Rory's played great. He's got to complete the, the Grand Slam sometime. He's got to do it sometime. And he's always, he got second last year. He's always up around the top 10, it seems like. One of these years, he has to complete this thing. And this is the year. Tim? Well, live, laugh, love. Uh, I just, I feel like I got to go with a guy that's had consistently good results here. A great putter of the golf ball. Great short game. Um, and you know, you just want to see the mullet win. You just want to see the guys pull out the W one for the good team. And, uh, that's Cam Smith. He's had really good showings the last couple of years here. So I think that he's, uh, he's a bit due and it'll pair really nicely with his open win. And the Saudis agreed to cut oil production today. I saw, so gas prices are going to go up and, and they'll have more money. Well, for that's the, our uh, own fault. They'll, like, they'll why, have more money for the investment funds. They probably got a little bonus on. Maybe that's, maybe that's why they, why they, why they cut oil production. Maybe they said, Hey, we're going to have more money live guys. If you go win a major, we'll throw some cash your way. I, I do love that. <laughs> I love how the food market works, but uh, you know, it's our own fault. We've got enough drilling here. Um, we had some great EPA regulations during the Trump era. And now, oh, God, now we yeah. are where we are. <laughs> okay, I'll go on next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path. I like to, I kind of like Mike, everyone, so I don't like to necessarily go for the favorites. I'm always going to pick somebody that I actually truly think I that can win, but they still at this time have something to prove. And I'm going to go actually with Xander Shoffley. And a couple of reasons. First of all, he's sneaky long. Like, you know, he doesn't look like he goes after it, but. He's right up there with a lot of the guys. He works his ball right to left. Um, he's got a pretty dang, you know, classy short game. Um, and I think he's got the demeanor to play in majors. He just can't get over the hump. I think he's gotten top 10, like seven times in majors. Can't win one. He's he's t- tied for second here one year. He's, you know, got another top 20. I just think it's in there. The game is there. I think you got to be ahead of it. You can't like I gotta you gotta be proactive. You can't be reactive. So I don't want to see him, you know, win a Masters and then say, oh well, yeah, I knew he could win the Masters. Like I just I'm seeing it now. I'm gonna say it now. I'm gonna project it now. So Xander Shoffley, uh, get it done. X gone, give it to you. Does you know, Xander wear the uh, gold medal to the dinner? I yeah. suppose he's not invited to the dinner. He's not invited does to he the... wear? It, does he I wear it out know. and about? No, um, I don't know. They're gonna invite Xander. They should invite Rory Sabatini to come into town. He's got a medal. <laughs> oh God, yes. Um, I also I, think I also think Xander's sneaky funny. Like I don't think he does like a lot of press stuff, but I think a lot of people have pointed out that he's kind of a a funny dude that is that they enjoy being around. Before we move on to the next tier, um, well, two things. One, isn't it amazing? There has not been a lot of chatter about Scotty Scheffler so far this week, like on like on any of the shows. I mean, the guy's been on an epic heater for like 15 months, and he just flying under the radar. He's been like top five of every major for like two years now, and nobody's talking about him. It's crazy. Also, sh- should have maybe picked him. I didn't. 
Mr. Cantlay signed a signed a clothing deal. So oh God. with who? B Dratty. So he Excuse uh me? B Dratty, you know them? Uh-uh. They, oh my they, god. They make, they He's going to nice go polos. modern. They make like nice polos, yeah, really nice. Um How can he mismatch that? Can I don't he know. mismatch. How can unique, he mismatch unique low missed in a great opportunity. I should be a marketing guy. Unique low could have marketed him and Scott as the mon- just monochrome madness. It's been perfect. But yeah, he's got a clothing deal now, so we'll see what what Patrick Canley looks like. All right, tier two, Mike, you're up. Actually, I think we might all have the same guy. Tier two, yeah, we probably do because tier two is hard. If you look at the like eleven through twenty, Finau, you know, Finau is a possibility. Um, what else do I got? Let me pull in, pull up my OWGR. Um, Finau is a, is a possibility, but like, I don't think. You know, I know Sam Burns just won the match play. I don't trust not, him. Not in on him. Morikawa's a dome hitter. I don't trust Morikawa. Fitzpatrick's not played well. Um, you know, I thought about Terrell Hatton. He's been playing well. Uh, I don't trust Sanjay. I don't trust Tom Kim yet or Kurt Kitayama. So the only one I really trust, you know, who will for surely my boy, my boy. for surely who will <laughs> he'll be. Uh, well, maybe not for surely win. There'll probably be some weirdos, but he'll be for sure top five and worst dressed. That's for sure. We know that. <laughs> is your guy, Jordan Spieth, who does have, other than the big choke, I believe he's got the lowest scoring average of anybody in the field over like the last, I saw some stat today. He's like averaging like a 66 or something over the certain amount of rounds or whatever. He's he's a shoe in, I would say, for top 10, unless he really goes off the rails. But when uh when does Under Armour put Under Armour over the ass like the juicy uh juicy they should I, they, pants. I mean anything would be an improvement at this point from what they do currently <laughs> they, they need know, to break the mold it's like the old Clem Haskin going for shorts just a big play hard yeah. on your backside <laughs> I would love to God. see it all right I think we all have speed we have speed no no I'm doing oh, value plays speed. okay okay we're so doing value plays and it's Mike again, and I have speed who do you got it's live laugh love over here. And he's not even. I, I'm going off of the top twenty <laughs> because you didn't make a stipulation. I couldn't go lower. And if I can go, if I can go low, I'm going to go low, unless I'm playing Mike. Um, <laughs> so going DJ, consistently decent at Augusta, previous winner, and I think the added distance on the one hole he needed to hit a hook is just going to allow him to play that hole a little bit better. So I think that where he had a disadvantage, it, it's worked to his um, behest. I Currently think ranked see, 16, uh, 69th in the world, Dustin Johnson. One oh, my God, it. that's even better. Oh, no, that's a perfect ranking. <laughs> so you're talking Don't about change. top 30. So that's he's not one ahead of, here. He's one ahead well, of Patrick Reed, who's 70th. Good Lord, could you imagine that? Every day if I was Dustin Johnson, I'd, come, I'd break through my own front door and tell Paulina what I was ranked. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll give, <laughs> geez. We'll give, we'll give Tim uh, that DJ pick in tier two. I mean, he's pretty much a tier two talent. That's a tier one ranking, guys. I'm sorry, but I would retire if I was ranked 69th. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> All right. Uh, top 30th. Mike. Or 30 or above. So anybody, you know, rank 30 or above. Well, I didn't realize it was 30 or above because I do really like Jason Day. Uh, I actually, you know who else? I like Chris Kirk. Although the added pressure of being a Georgia boy might uh, be it. But, and I also kind of sneaky like Adam Scott. But we're going to go with the guy who's coming in off a win. 
last week at the esteemed Valero, his second time winning there, and three straight years of top 10 finishes, and that's Corey Connors. Shitty weather. Why not have the guy who never misses the club face? One of the best ball strikers out there. And he's played he's played well there the last three years, and he's coming in on a heater. So screw it. We're going to go go Canada. Timmy. Another, another value sale. A guy that's hot has won two of the last six tournaments that he's been in. Um, two of the biggest wins. Two of the biggest wins of his life. <laughs> A uh, just a natural good guy, all around guy, uh, and and one that's really had a, a pretty good showing here, and that's Brooks Kepka. Live, laugh, love. I think I think he gets I think he gets it done. I think he's actually probably the strongest of the three picks. Well, um, is he going to have the comfort this week though of not having little brother in the field? You know, little brother's always in the field somehow in these well, events. I, I don't know. That's that's tough because Chase can come with. He can stay at the house. And then, so two things have to happen. I think Chase comes with to the Kepka household. And then Dustin needs to get a ranch-style home with no stairs. And I think I'm I'm in. All right. Live lineup. Livy lineup. All right, well, I'm going to go, kind of Mike already alluded to him. Uh, you know, Ozzy, 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 J-Day. Lover's games at, uh, you know, I wrote this in the bold prediction article as well. I, I got a, uh, I got a sneaky suspicion. He's going to kind of get back to his days where Augusta was his, was his track, was his jam. He never won, but always was up there competing. Still moves the ball well enough. I think, I think he's decently good in tough weather, um, world-class short game. So I'm going to go with uh, Jason day. Just hope he doesn't get a spell of vertigo or some other allergies or whatever can pop up. Um, in his, in his, yeah, and do a random WD, which he's also well known for. I'm happy for Jason Day. He's playing well. You know, I mean, what a great story. He he got his first golf clubs out of a landfill when they were looking for furniture for their house and stuff. Uh, that's awesome. Yep. So that'd be fun. Um, anything else from Augusta? We're gonna close with a couple of things here, but we're all excited. It's gonna be a fantastic week. Um, speaking of Augusta, we are gonna be hosting our event on Saturday couple of room for a couple more reach out we are we're trying to finalize here um but yeah playing augusta and watching it come on now can't get yep. much better than that couple spots left can we just uh briefly mention before we move on how good the rap is the what's going on from augusta rap oh chris <laughs> vernon Oh my God! Yeah, I Every can't wait year. for that. That is that is amazing. I can't wait for that. that I'm that just on the replay on the car. I'm just hoping that this uh, this Masters is a, is closer than the men's basketball championship match is right now. Oh boy, and, I haven't looked. How bad is it? Uh, with uh, 37 seconds left in the first half, currently UConn is up 12, 36-24. Ooh, close, close game. Well, it's not as bad as the Iowa State game. That's a so. lot for these two low scoring games. The twelve low scoring teams mm-hmm. that play pretty good defense. Well, let's wrap up with just some things around golf. Corey Connors gets another win at the Valero. Uh, a couple of things to point out. We're not going to dig too deep here, but um, a couple storylines. First, our boy Novak gets a top 10. Yep. So Break 80 shout bucks. out to him. Yep. Shout out to, to him. He's on the Consistently pod. good. Consistently good, right? Yep. The sharpshooter, you know, goes low, which that was kind of fun to watch. He, he, he wasn't like, I mean, he just kind of plugged away the entire week. He never really had a, a down round. He just kind of kept plugging away, plugging away. Had a nice little finish on Sunday. So hopefully he's super pumped about where his game's at and 
we see him kind of take off from here. That that can do it for some some of these guys. It's just uh, you know seeing a top ten or competing a little bit and and contending can can get a guy hot. So hopefully he keeps it going. Um, is Ricky back? I mean, Ricky's Played got well a top ten. Ricky, and then another one I thought resurgence was Cooch. Oh God, just cutting one off the tee, throwing on saw- the green. <laughs> I saw a tweet where somebody said he should either be there should either be a two-stroke penalty or, or complete disqualification for putting your glove in your back pocket fingers first. <laughs> never seen anything like it. Kucher, I've there. I have literally I've never even thought to put it in, in my pocket that way. Kucher had a Kucher was doing a handshake on the last hole and his glove was in his back pocket well, fingers first. Well, you know what he used to do? He used to hook it into his belt. <laughs> yeah, that's, fine. Fine. that's that's you know, that's fine. That, back like, belt. Bizarre. That airs out. The whole idea is airing out your glove, right? Yes, because I'm sure his bag doesn't have 15 more gloves in it if he needs another one. Well, no, the the whole point, it's not once you get there, yes, you've got a whole bunch of gloves, but oh. it came from it came from muscle memory of doing this for years and years when times weren't good. Well, you think Cooch wants, that's you a think psychopath Cooch, right there. Cooch doesn't want to buy it. No, that's a complete psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cooch, Cooch has one glove. <laughs> it's got, got holes in it and everything. Mike got a budget like plan. You got one glove this month, Cooch. <laughs> Better not practice too much. Um, and then uh, and I don't know. Tim was kind of not here last week, but yeah, we saw that 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 cut that, that course is legit. That seems tough. Was that is that a tough as it looks on TV, Tim? Uh, it looks yeah, super it's, tight. It's. Uh, off the tee it's not that bad to be honest uh they they always seem to make them seem like they're more narrow especially for the tpc courses than they are except for deer run deer runs a bit narrow it's a great course um but a lot of raised greens the bunkering is pretty deep and it it can be pretty tough we played it it wasn't at tour speeds it wasn't at tour firmness and i think what really gets guys there is more the firmness of the greens than necessarily the speed because they can really make the ball bounce as we saw on a couple of those talking about rough here you know they've been talking about the ball on like live from the masters and all that ball controversy all day long but i was thinking why not i don't understand why is the pga tour and, and again it's a lot of tpc courses the players like to shoot low scores but the players don't want the ball rolled back either. Why wouldn't the players just say, make the golf course harder, grow the rough up, make the fairways narrower. The the PGA tour average from a hundred yards in the rough is over par. It's it's a decade golf. You know, he tracks every single player for years and the PGA tour average from right at a hundred yards. If you are in the rough is over par. So just tighten up the golf courses a little bit. That's the simple solution. That's the easiest solution is just tighten up the course. Well, yeah. I, the other solution too, just play the course when it's not the premier weather. Yeah. Right. You're going when it's not windy. You're going when it's a hundred percent warm, when the the conditions are the best. And that's not how we play most of our golf, especially here in Minnesota. Because what is golf? Where does it exist? How far do I have to drive? God help me. Why do I live here? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I, I one thing too that we should probably point out is the amateur career of Rosang. I mean, yeah. wins the Anwa, Anwa um, kind of puts the last mantle on her, on her, uh, or whatever, the last trophy on her mantle. I mean, I don't know if there's much more for her to do. I don't know if she's officially going pro, but I would assume so. Stanford stud. Yeah, she's won um, 56% of her college starts. 
I mean, I where do you where do you hang her next to Tiger? Man, Tiger won right she's right won, next. She's won nine of sixteen starts. Tiger won eleven of twenty six. Yeah, no, her her stats are. But she should maybe she should po- probably think about disown disowning her own father because. <laughs> did you see that? He he, he butted himself in there a little bit. Didn't My he? God. She what she instead of getting a caddy from around there, she had her dad on the bag, and she was up by like two or three shots and went for it on fifteen, with for no reason. Now I'm all about going for it. You know me, I don't want to lay up. There's a time to like actually lay up, and that's probably it. Like, that's the last big hiccup you can make. You know, really bad is is fifteen right there because you're not gonna, you know, sixteen you hit it to the middle of the green and seventeen, eighteen you just get it up there somewhere, and she put it in the water and like what did she take like a double or triple or something like that mm, it was a double and it ended up in a playoff wait now i think about it well I, I do know that she was four over through like eight yeah. and then she ended at four over so she must have sprinkled in a few birdies in there yeah, and she might have made an eight okay. or 15 or something i'm not sure i can't remember if it was a double or triple yeah regardless it wasn't probably the way she thought she was gonna win after how she did the first two rounds you thought maybe she'd be just you know smoke it but she ended up getting the w anyway sometimes you gotta you gotta win ugly you know, he can't always win pretty. The Anwa was bizarre because the first day of qualifying, the defending champ oh, yeah, took, that's the, right. took the four penalty strokes for lift cleaning placing in the rough when they sent out like a, a, a phone call or a letter or email on Tuesday night saying they were going to play lift cleaning place in mode, area, you know, basically fairway only. And she took... That's semantics. Everything's mode. Well, that's that's typically... How you, you know, a lot of times it's fairway only, you know, so you're penalized for being in the rough. So she picked up a, on her first shot and then she missed a green or something and picked up and cleaned it again her second and took a four stroke penalty. On the fourth hole, they told her she had a four stroke penalty. She shot 76 still, I think. So she played even, you know, part of the rest of the way. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? I mean, I, I think it's fun to, uh, there's, there's got to be, that's, that's the unfortunate only way that really, you, you know, you get to see women compete at that course. It'd be, be fun to see a, a women's masters at some point. I mean, I would love to see the best players in the world play that, you know, women as well. I don't know how they could ever uh, make that work if it's a different time of the year or something, but that would be pretty cool. And and so now like, that's the only way that you can really play. And it's only for one round too, which kind of sucks, but I don't know how this time of year, you can't really do much more than that. I would think that would be, come, a good... they've come a long way. Augusta's come a long way from where they were. And they'll continue to keep doing it. Give it another few years. Maybe Condoleezza Rice can keep working some magic. I think the, yeah, I mean, the problem is that they, they, they only get this course looking like it looks now for this little window of time. And the rest of the year, it doesn't look like it looks, you know, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I have a buddy, I have a buddy who's a volunteer and he gets to play every year in May. So he'll go down he volunteers this week. Actually, his daughter was in the drive ship and putt for the second year in a row. Um, he goes down this week to volunteer, and then they come back. All the volunteers come back in like May sometime. And he, so he's played 10 years in a row at Augusta. Um, but it's not who's the his friend, way. what's his height and weight, and it's what does he look like? Uh, you could now yeah, you could maybe maybe get by. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I um, love this, but uh. Yeah, I don't. But he said, you know, it doesn't. It, it's obviously it's always always great, but it's not like what you see on TV now. You know, they have everything just perfect. But like, wouldn't it be cool if they did a LPGA major like in the fall? You know, the course wouldn't look yeah. the same, but like 
I think like if you could do it as an opposite time kind of, you might get a bigger crowd. Obviously, you're fighting football, but I think one thing that the women's NCAA tournament has proven: if you have a star in there, you know, like Caitlin Clark, people will watch if it's a you know if there's drama. Like they were, they had a bigger show, a bigger TV turnout for that women's Final Four than like a bunch of the men's men's games or any NBA games. Wow, I, I love this new mic, Zach Johnson and Caitlin Clark. You're just <laughs> one trip to Iowa. They're not he even is on, the, on same, the bandwagon. They're not even on the same <laughs> excitement level. Uh, Caitlin Clark is a million times more fun to watch at first. No, Caitlin Clark was amazing at layups. She she had a quick first step, bam, right to the board, layup. Yeah, right. How many times Johnson fairway layup? How many times has she fumbled the like practice swing when she's like dribbling the free throw and just dribbled it off her foot or something like Zach Johnson does? One one or two got stolen. You know, one or two got stolen. (laughs) I hope I hope she doesn't go for the PXG contract, so we don't have to get yelled at. I'm but, assuming you know. she'll stay in college for two years. Why wouldn't she? She already makes over a million dollars a year as an NIL, and the and, that, and that's paid, the thing. Yeah, if you're getting the, paid NIL, the why, highest I mean, paid could, person in the WBA is like two hundred some thousand. Exactly. So I think that's kind of a factor. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch. Um, do you guys have anything you know else that you know around golf that we that I that we didn't talk about mention before we kind of get sign off and maybe catch the end of this basketball game? Well, to the last few people coming to the Break 80 event at Mulligan's on Saturday, I will be buying pimento cheese sandwiches and making them. So for those of of you that have not had them yet, uh, Mm. strap in, get ready to see why they are on my first menu item of my extravagant, very mismatched dinner. Okay. As a uh, a master champion. I will opt for the other option at Augusta, the pulled pork sandwich, if that's an option. (laughs) <laughs> i am we're not smoking meats over here there's just no room in the condo i'll take manicotti tim <laughs> this is this is not a to order chef station <laughs> so well that's all i have unless you guys have anything else you want to bring up uh it's going to be an awesome week it's such a fun i hate when it's over it's a depressing time so let's really soak it in. let's even enjoy like a tuesday we got the par three contest coming up we got live from the masters hyping everything that you could possibly overhype. I'm boycotting. And you just soak it in. So I'm boycotting the par three contest. Why? What's the matter? I mean, I'll have it on the background. It just doesn't do anything for me. There's too many hole in ones on there. Too many. They set every pin up so everything filters to the pin. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't want. I don't. I don't give a shit if uh, you know Ben Crenshaw's out there hitting wedges. I don't care. (laughs) Like, whatever. You. uh, Yeah, I know you won the won this thing twice, but that's not exciting. Yeah, whatever. It's just part of it. It's just part of it. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a nice, fun background because you get to see like the greenness of Augusta. That's, I mean, that's, if that's what Rory it is. Spieth or Corey Connors wins, I reserve the right to change my pick because nobody's ever won the par three and won the Masters. Okay. Well, that's fair, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So, well, if there's nothing else, I guess we sign off and we, uh, you know, we'll see you uh, next week after the Masters, probably recap it because there's going to be a lot of fun things, tidbits to talk about. You know, maybe you know, maybe we drive down somewhere this weekend and, and get a little round, and maybe we'll see what the weather's like. But uh, yeah, if nothing else, uh, folks. If you uh, if you if you don't know the difference between seventy nine and eighty, it's everything. Yep, ask Smiley Kaufman. <laughs> <laughs>
Straight up the gut, baby. Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings. Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy. So punch out the rough and tune to break 80. Break 80.